Welcome to the Beyond Fitness Podcast with Mel and Bree. I'm Mel. And I'm Bree. And we're two moms on a mission to educate and empower others to take charge of their health by ditching the all or nothing mentality, leading by example, and living life without deprivation. Making improvements to your health doesn't have to be hard. And we want you to have the tools to teach your family that you can be healthy and enjoy life. Hey, hey. Hey, how are you? I am just wonderful. How are you? I am good. I'm good. good. It's been a good busy week so far. So yeah, yeah. it's awesome. awesome. Oh, that's good. I like I like the busy weeks. Well, yes. I do and I don't. It's like a love-hate relationship. Yeah, right. You know, like <laughs> there's some yeah. like you're like, oh, I wish I was busy. And then there's some you're like, oh, crap, I'm busy. Right. So, right. So. It, my, mine's a good busy. So I'm, I'm pleasantly, I'm, I'm good. I'm happy. Yay. Yay. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> so Just happy. trying to stay above water, but it's good. Yeah. This weekend was like probably just a bit too busy for my liking, mm. but I finished my book. You did. I did. So I'll have, have, to, I'll have to send it to you so you can see it. Oh, um, please. But yeah, I finished. I'm, I, it's the first version. I still need to make some adjustments to it. But I, I just launched a um, group nutrition uh, session. Okay. Um, or it's like an edu- it's a mini educational program for my clients. Mm-hmm. Um and the book needed to accompany the program. So oh, okay. it's in its very first stages. I still have to go back and add some things. Um, I have to adjust some of the graphics that I used because some of them, I, it was just like pictures of fruit from the internet. Like I need to actually take my own pictures and put them on there because I'm sure there's like some copyright rule law that I can get mm. sued for by using those. Mm-hmm. So um but you know aside from that like it's I'm I'm very happy with how it turned out but it's been a long while um I've been working on it for like I mean this is stuff I've collected over the years but I've been really working on it for the past couple months and I'm just so happy that it's done I mean at least this stage of it is yeah how exciting I can't wait to read it yeah so awesome. awesome. Good times. Right. So Addison came to me the other day and my girls are still doing the virtual learning thing. Uh-huh. And she's like, mommy, my eyes are killing me. Oh no. And I was like, Oh, so immediately I looked at her of course. And I said, Oh my gosh, go put your blue light blocking glasses on. Yeah. So I wanted to talk about that a little bit today. Um, about screen time. Yes. And screen time and sleep and exercise specifically for kids. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had told her to go put her blue light blocking glasses on. Cause we, we try to wear them at nighttime, mm-hmm. you know, if we're on the screen or, or watching TV or whatever. Um, and I was like, Oh, there's no reason why she can't wear them during the day. Um, it, Cause it's not just for nighttime, you know? Right. So that led me to kind of digging down a rabbit hole of, what is the appropriate amount of screen time for kids? Because we know for our virtual learners, they're getting way more than they should be right now. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, being sitting behind a computer screen for, you know, five hours a day is, is not optimal for anyone, especially little bitty eyeballs. Right. So 
I did some digging, which isn't very hard, but um, and I just wanted to share the recommendations for little ones. So for two and under, it's recommended zero, mm-hmm. which I can totally get behind. It's not like they yes. can see it anyway, right? Yeah. Um, now, that said, that does not mean that the TV was not on when my girls were little. Yeah. So, <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, three to Ages three to five, they recommend about an hour per day. And this is from, oh, you know what? I had my notes printed. I had it printed out. I had the source printed out so people could look if they wanted to. And I can't find what I did with it. But anyway, it's from a eye institute type place. Um, so, okay, three to five-year-olds, one hour per day. Six to ten-year-olds, one and a half hours per day. And 11 to 13-year-olds, two hours per day. Mm-hmm. Okay, my girls are almost 11. And I can assure you they're getting a minimum just for school. Oh, yeah. Minimum, oh, yeah. minimum. And so this screen time encompasses everything, TV, computer, laptop, you know, iPads, phone, whatever that is. So of course, you know, what do kids want to do at the end of the day when they're done with school and, you know, it's time to wind down. Oh, let's watch TV. Right. So mm-hmm. there's more screen time. Um, so it, it's a lot, it's excessive. Um, so getting back into wearing our blue, blue light blocking glasses can help with some of that eye strain. Mm-hmm. And the other importance of that is it, it helps um, not keep our mind like firing on all cylinders, if you will, as we try to go to bed. Mm-hmm. Um, that excessive blue light just kind of excites our mind. And that's what keeps us at, well, I need to do this and I'm going to go here and I need to do this. And it, it doesn't yeah. stop, right? Yeah, you so can't shut your brain off. Right. So that's a simple fix for them. I just have to, as a mom, stay on them and say, put your glasses back on during the day. Um, so that that's something you can do to alleviate that for your virtual learners that don't have a choice right now. Right. Um, we institute a lot of breaks as well. You know, it's like, let's, let's get this assignment done. Let's see what's next. And then let's stop, get up. I want you to walk away. I want you to, you know, take a break, whether that's read or walk outside or go play just dance or play a game with your sister. If she's done too, um, just something to get up and move their little bodies because, you know, all of the research and everything today is based around how detrimental sitting is for us as adults, right? Mm -hmm. Well, it's even worse for kiddos. They need so much more movement just to burn off that energy. Right. Mm -hmm. So instituting, you know, break times for your kids, just like I've talked about in previous podcasts and people have probably read all over. If you're at a desk job for eight, nine hours a day, you should be getting up every hour, whether that's using the restroom, filling your water bottle, walking around the floor at work, taking a break outside. You need to move. You can't, we are not designed to sit all day long. Mm -mm. So same for kids. Um, A couple things that a couple of other little tips that I wanted to provide around screen time was the parental control apps. There's one called Zift, Z-I-F-T. Um, there's screen time. So these are all parental controlled apps you put on your device and you can see what your kiddos are doing. You can shut their devices down from your, like remotely, right? If, if you're having a problem with them not wanting to get off the screen. Um, and what we do, we just shut off their Wi-Fi. Oh, nice. We, we, we shut it down at a certain time every day and it's like, you're done whether you like it or not. Um, and then we have them keep their devices. They're not allowed to stay in their bedrooms. Mm-hmm. So at night they are on the chargers in their toy room, period. Yeah. Um, it just, they don't need it in there. There's no reason for that. So that may be something that they can try to kind of 
help break up that attachment that so many kids have to screens nowadays. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing you can try is look, like I totally get sometimes I'm guilty too. It's like, please just go watch this or play this game on your iPad so I can have a minute to myself. Right. Mm-hmm. We, we all have that. Do it anybody all the time. That, <laughs> yeah. Anybody that says they don't, I'm, they're lying and they're not my people. So yeah. <laughs> um, but if you notice maybe some attachment issues going on with your younger kiddos, or maybe you notice some behavioral issues, right? A lot of people notice that their kids are acting out or they're super grumpy. They're not wanting to sleep well, or they just have really crappy attitudes. And they correlated that to more screen time um, or excessive screen time rather. So you may put something in place if this works for your family that your kiddos need to earn that screen time. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe depending on their age, maybe you have them do chores around the house or they fill up a sticker chart with good behavior, you know, whatever that looks like for you, but consider implementing it as a luxury and not a, from the time they get up till the time they go to bed thing. Right. Cause mm-hmm. you're just fostering that dependency on an electronic. Um, and I can assure you, we all grew up without that and it's way better. <laughs> as much as I love my technology, you need that break. Yes. Um, you know, kids need to get out their creative energy. They need to use their imaginations. It's like so many kids seem to have forgotten how to play there. You know, it's like go out inside and play. Well, what do we do? What do you mean? What do you do? You go outside and you play, play. (laughs) (laughs) you climb trees and pick up sticks and play games and, you know, rollerblade and use sidewalk chalk. Like you just do it. Um, and it seems like so many don't know how to do that anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And for us, at least, yeah, it it is. It really is. Um, Because it's not going to get better as you get older, right? We're all technology driven, sitting behind a computer or screen of some sort to do our jobs. Most of us are. Mm -hmm. Um, Another thing that we did before, we're not currently doing this, but um, is this technology free night. I had a technology free Tuesday, no phone, no TV. We may have had the TV every now and again, but um, no electronics. It was like, either play a game, go outside or do something that didn't involve being behind a screen. And it was just a family night, one night a week. And this might be something that you can work out with your teenagers too. I mean, you're still the parent, you're in control, so you can have them do whatever you want. (laughs) Um, But that's good just to help everybody to connect together and disconnect from that technology and realize, Hey, there's still life from behind this screen. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, another thing that we use too for the screen time are overlays or screen protectors. Uh, you can get these free apps on, I I know that they have them on Macs. It's called Flux, F-L-U-X. Um, and then there's overlays you can put on your iPhones. I'm sure there's the same stuff for Android too. Um, but that, uh, that's another way to help block that blue light. So simple fix, uh, even for my people that read on Kindles, like my husband does put one of those overlays on there, right? Um, the other thing that I wanted to discuss is the importance, um, when it comes to the exercise sleep screen time thing for kids is the importance of a routine. A routine is paramount for your kiddos when it comes to proper sleep. Um, most kids are not getting the sleep that they need. Um, part of that is, you know, maybe their little brains aren't turning off from the excess of technology throughout the day. Right. So we've already kind of adjust, uh, addressed some of the things that you can do to help alleviate that, to help them fall asleep faster. Um, but having a dedicated bedtime and wake up time 
or mm-hmm. routine, you know, Sunday through Thursday, that's what we do. Cause weekends we let them kind of do whatever, but, um, you know, on school nights, it's, we have a hard bedtime and we have a get up time. And that's, that's the way it is because they need that sleep. And if they don't get that sleep, it's not fun. You don't want to be in this house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, they've been like that since we've had them on a routine since they were, since we brought them home from the hospital. Um, it, you know, they know what to expect each day. They're getting the proper amount of sleep. Um, it's just, you can refer back to episode 20 for all the details on sleep. Um, we went all, we went into all the statistics and the importance of it and everything there. So I won't get rehash that again today, but I, I highly do recommend listening to that episode as well. If you're struggling with sleep for kiddos, um, cause as you know, sleep is where we heal, where we grow, where our brain develops when we're young. Um, if we're sick, that's where our body heals itself. Um, and that's where mommy and daddy get some quiet time when the kids are yeah. sleeping. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's maybe the most important. Right. Um, so just, just remember, you know, doing all of those things to help with the screen time, to help set them up for success for bedtime. If you're letting your littles just go to bed whenever they want, um, and there's no structure there, you're not doing them any favors. You're really not. Um, you're, you're likely setting them up for poor sleep habits as they get older, which is just going to be that much more detrimental to them. I agree 100%. Okay. And the last one I wanted to touch on was just the exercise for kids, especially now this led me down this rabbit hole when I realized, so for my girls to go back to school this first nine weeks, they are only getting two days of recess. That's it. Really? Two days of recess and they oh. have to wear, yeah. And they have to wear a mask outside unless it's vigorous in Texas in the summer. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's asinine. Absolutely asinine. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually emailed the principal and, you know, f- from a health concern standpoint, I was like, look, we know how much exercise kids need. It's proven mm-hmm. over and over and over. They need six, at least 60 minutes a day, right? And it doesn't have to be consecutive. I'm not saying they should get an hour of recess every day. I'm not saying that at all. Um, but now you're only going to let them go outside twice in a mask? Yeah. That's... For like 10 or 15 minutes? That's It's not acceptable. Um, it, at least it, the other side of it is I was trying to appeal to her was – not only is it not acceptable for the children and for their health, that's not fair to the teachers either, because that means mm-hmm. these kids aren't getting their chicken, their sillies out. Right. Yeah. So now the yeah. teachers are stuck with these kids with pent up energy all day long. And I'm like, that's just not, that's not okay. Um, so that's, that's part of the reason why we kept them back this first nine weeks too, is maybe they will pull back on that a little bit. Yeah. Um, Cause that's, that's a bit excessive. So anyway, so for us virtual learners, the things that we are doing here, like I mentioned earlier, was, you know, getting up and taking breaks, whether that's walking around or playing just dance or going outside or the girls have been like baking stuff lately. So they're active in the kitchen, doing all sorts of things, um, playing games, whatever that looks like. But just remember an hour a day and it doesn't have to be consecutive. If that's short little 10, 15 minute burst, personally, I think that's even better because it's breaking up the monotony of sitting all day. Right. Mm-hmm. I would rather see you do a lot of little activities throughout the day than just sit all day and do one workout or one thing and then go back to sitting all day. Uh, so just something to keep in mind. Um, and then I just wanted to touch on 
a little bit of, of history with parent health and how that's related to kids. And this kind of all ties into the exercise sleep screen time thing. Um, in a recent study, it showed that if one of the parents, one of the parent, that doesn't sound right. If one parent is obese, the likelihood of having an obese child is three times higher. I believe that. Um, and then if both parents are obese, the likelihood is 10 times higher. That blew me away. Yeah. No, it makes sense. I mean, <sighs> if you think about the habits that we have, where did we learn them from? A lot right. of it was from our childhood, from, you know, our parents, like we right. ate, like they ate. Right. Right. And you know, you don't know what you don't know. And if that's mm-hmm. the way that they grew up, then I- I'm not shaming anyone whatsoever. Mm -hmm. That's not what this is about. It's just, I want you to see how this all ties together, right? Mm -hmm. So if you've already have, and let's face it, if you're overweight or you're unhealthy, you know it, you don't need anybody to tell you that. (laughs) Um, but, but think of how this is translating to your kids. And then if they're virtual learners, or even if they are at school and they have limited outside time, are they getting the adequate exercise and able to burn off that energy that they, that they need to, right? Um, here's another interesting fact. I'm just going to straight read this one. I copied it down because I thought it was interesting to me. Uh, so a recent study indicated that only 20% of children experience more than two episodes of vigorous play per week. So only 20% of kids, they're still not even getting the recommended hour Mm -mm. per day. Mm -mm. That's it. 20% is getting just two hours of exercise per week or play. Let's stop calling it exercise. Let's call it play. Mm -hmm. And 30% of those children were also watching more than two hours of TV per day. And that TV, that screen time didn't include computer games, texting, talking, or being on the phone or whatever, either. That was just in addition to the other screen time. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I didn't read that well. Um, and then there's one other interesting thing that said having a TV in the bedroom is a strong predictor of pediatric obesity. Um, and admittedly, I need to do a little bit more digging into that one, but I just, it kind of stuck out to me. I was just like, you know, I didn't even think about that, but I can see how it all starts that way. You know, um, if you've got a parent or two that's, that's unhealthy and you've got a TV in the bedroom and you've got excess screen time and play is not, um, promoted, you're just kind of setting them up for failure. Mm-hmm. You know, it just, it just breaks my heart. Um, it's, yeah. no, it's really sad. <laughs> and I mean, I think it goes back to, Okay, so I I may have shared this story in the past, but um, it's no secret that I am pushing for nutrition to be back in school, mm-hmm. like being or not back in school, being taught in school. Mm-hmm. And I know there's a lot of people that feel the same way um, because kids have an influence over their parents when, like no other, when I was in elementary school, my dad smoked and we had, um, you remember dare the dare program. Oh yeah. And you know, they came and talked to us about drugs and they were talking about cigarettes and stuff. And they showed us some videos 
on what smoking does to the lungs and it showed all these different people and how they had holes in their necks and tubes in their throats and and like you know the the death rate and potentially what could happen well I went home that day like completely mortified like I was so sad I went to my dad and I just started crying and he's like what is wrong and I told him I said I don't want you to die and he's like what and I said you smoke and I told him about the video the next Mm. day he quit smoking Oh, but like, and I'm not saying that's the happy fairy tale every time, right? But kids do. But the thing is, I had to find that out in school because I wasn't learning that at home. Mm-hmm. You know, I wasn't learning at home that you know smoking is bad. I was looking at it like, oh, well, my dad smokes and it should be fine. Um, but same thing with nutrition. Like, if they're not being taught these good habits. They're just going to pick up, like you said, that you don't know what you don't know. They're going to pick mm-hmm. up on those old bad habits or not good habits and um, just continue that cycle on with their kids. Whereas mm-hmm. if it was taught in schools, um, then, you know, kids potentially, am I saying that it's going to transform all adults or even stop? this obesity epidemic that we've got going on? No, that's not what I'm saying. But it's creating awareness at an early age, mm-hmm. which is all we can do. I mean, unless there's some major laws, rules put into place, which I don't see that because this is the land of the free. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't see that happening. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. All we can do is keep keep preaching the good word, sister. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Lead by example, right? Right. But it just, it needs to be back in school. Like, Eric, I say back in. I don't know if it was ever really fully in. I mean, you had home ec class and they taught you how to cook, how to sew, that kind of stuff. And back then, there were nutritious meals. It wasn't like, hey, what's McDonald's got on their menu? You know, but mm-hmm. um, it, some of these classes that they have in schools, I'm like, really? That's a class? Like, or like, when am I ever going to use that? Like calculus. When am I ever going to use calculus? Now, there are some, like, if you're going to be an architect, yes, you'll need calculus. Okay, well, but for the rest of us, how many people are actually architects? For the rest of us, we'll never need something like that. So why is that a requirement when everybody needs nutrition? Mm -hmm. You know? So Mm -hmm. it's just kind of like, looking at the curriculum and being like, okay, how, how can we adjust this to make it more appropriate for the day-to-day knowledge that people need or our youth needs in order to thrive? Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I, and to me, calculus is not one of them, but that's, unless you're going to go be a mathematician or, you know, teach math. No, I, don't see the point, but you know how I feel about math. So yeah. because if we we're not on this, the best of terms. No, if we don't get this obesity, obesity epidemic under control, then it won't matter what we teach because there's not going to be anybody around to teach it to. It's going to be a bunch of Wally people. Yeah. Did you ever watch that? 
Wally, like the Disney movie Wally? Yep. Yeah, Wally. Yeah. Well, do you remember like everybody yeah. got so big on the on the spaceship? Yep. Yeah. They they couldn't walk anymore. They just motorized themselves everywhere. Which is so everything sad. was instant yeah. gratification and done via electronics. There was no need for them to actually move and use their body and so they turned into big fat blobs. Literally. Yeah. yeah. You know. So anyway well thank you thank you for for sharing today hopefully we can um, keep getting that message out there and making a difference yeah well thank you for all your helpful tips i know my kids they are required to wear their blue light blocking glasses anytime they're looking at their ipads love that good job mom yeah thanks (laughs) well i had some pretty amazing person tell me about these glasses that you know she's pretty awesome right yeah she is yeah and you can get them on amazon that's where we got ours. they're not they have super duper fancy ones there's like felix grays those are like top of the line um but just get the basics like on amazon Mm -hmm. you hell you can probably get them at walmart now but um I, i think i got two for 20 bucks so yeah awesome all right. Well, if I find the name of that study too that I was looking at, I will attach it to our show notes for anybody yes. that's curious to do a little further digging. But um, most of this stuff you can just you know find it on your own rather with a rather quick Google search too. So nice. All right. Gotta love Thank Google. You. I know, right? <laughs> All right, girl. Have a great one. You too. All right. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Beyond Fitness with Mel and Bree. We'd love to have your feedback and have you subscribe to our podcast. To connect with us, feel free to look us up on Facebook at Beyond Fitness with Mel and Bree, or you can find Mel on Instagram at Mel Hammonds or Bree at Hope Faith Get Fit. Until next time.